0: Hi friends, I'm Momi, your host. And I'm Hina, your other host. This is a show where we unpack our trauma through movies and television. You know, like adults.
1: We've been best friends for 10 years, so there's a lot of trauma. Every episode, we give unfiltered advice to fictional relationships, romantic, platonic, or otherwise. You get all the satisfaction of spilling tea without any of the consequences.
0: It's like a Tumblr fever dream, circa 2009, where we promise to keep our use of the terms ship and OTP to an absolute minimum. This is Parasocial. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I was talking to them, but you can also answer. How are you doing? (laughs) How are are you doing, Mommy?
1: I'm doing great. I'm sick. Yeah? Yeah. Because, well, my immune system is not great.
0: No, it's not. So she wasn't built for a pandemic. But as they say, Darwin's theory of evolution, right? Yeah. As time goes on, right. we start to uh-huh. to weed out.
1: <laughs> Wait, I don't like where this is going. No, I thought you were going to say something that was supportive. And it's not. No, it's
0: supportive. No, it's not. You're telling me that I'm evolution. a weak
1: link and that I'm going to be eliminated. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. Well, anyway. not, like, in this
0: lifetime, necessarily, oh but God. maybe generations to come.
1: Oh, fin- great. This well, is...
0: I mean, this is very apt, because there's a part of this movie that we're going to talk about, you know, passing along, quote-unquote, mm. bad genes to future wow. generations. Yes. And what does that mean, right? Yes. And, great. And the implications me just... of that.
1: Yeah, fantastic. I mean, it is,
0: you know, it's, it's relevant to the story. In other news... <laughs> You know what I mean,
1: right, yeah, in other news, I have shitty jeans,
0: yeah well i I don't know for sure, I'm not a scientist, right, you know, sure, what, you don't have to be confident about that. I'm not even confident about it. It was just an observation- i mean about... i didn't
1: I went into this episode not thinking that at all.
0: oh, I see <laughs>
1: <laughs> what else is new with me? I don't know, oh, I have a boyfriend now,
0: oh, yeah, that's right, that's yes, right. She I does do. have a boyfriend, um. No
1: longer a single fringle. Is
0: there any things you'd like to say to the internet about that?
1: No, no. I'm just let. I'm just updating them on yeah, my life. No, no,
0: no, no. I understand. I was more just giving you the floor of like. No, no, no. This it's... is a relationship podcast. Yeah. So... No, he's
1: great and um very sweet. And we shook on it on Christmas.
0: Yeah. Nice. <laughs>
1: we were at the bar at Christmas. You're, he was
0: like, you know what? Despite your bad jeans. <laughs> right. I've been thinking about this. Yes. And I'm like, you know, the the world's up overpopulated anyway. Yeah. And so. Right we might as well do this right we might now,
1: might as well just, yeah, and then I was like, you know what, good idea, yeah, let's shake on it,
0: thank you, kind sir. yes, exactly <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, congratulations. congratulations, thank you,
1: thank you. what about you? What's new with you? Uh,
0: <laughs> absolutely nothing, so that's you
1: know what a relief,
0: you know there's I just feel like in the last two years, if you asked me at any point, I'd be like. Nothing.
1: Nothing. (laughs) Nothing.
0: Absolutely nothing. Anything new? Nope. Nope. Any new spicy bits? Nope.
1: Nope. Nope. Nothing spicy. Nothing crazy.
0: Yeah. Just trudging on. Just trudging on, which you know, from some perspectives, kind of sad. But but
1: I mean, (laughs) you know, hey, consistent. And how's the stress uh, in your life?
0: Uh, oh, well, the stress in my life is uh probably a, an... Uh, it's high.
1: It's an all-time high. It's
0: high. Work is crazy.
1: Work is crazy.
0: Um, You know, I'm doing a lot. I'm trying to get it all done. Mm. And, you know, just trying to find inner peace. Trying, yes. Trying to take moments for myself. Trying to pack, practice mindfulness, according to my therapist. Yeah. You know, and it's... It is not, well, it's not not working. It's really yeah. hard to fit it in. Yeah, that work, is the hardest part. And then I come home and I work some more.
1: Yeah, it feels nonstop. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, <laughs> what are we talking about this week? Maybe? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Well, let's do some housekeeping first. Ah, uh,
0: yes. Housekeeping. So
1: please, everyone, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.
0: Obviously, if you are listening to this podcast and you have not written a review, pay your typing.
1: This is your time. <laughs> Leave a review. Pay your fucking dues, okay? <laughs> We're asking nicely, but exactly. also telling. You know I what know. I mean? And anyway. unlike
0: the Catholic Church, we don't abuse anybody. So Right,
1: exactly. No abusers in this house. Exactly right. And uh, talk about the show on your Instagram. Share it on your story. Yes, play it during your sleepovers. Your Force your, f- your
0: grandma to watch it. Yeah,
1: anyone and everyone. Yes,
0: um, with a gun to their head.
1: Send us an email at parasocialpodcast at com mm-hmm. and tell us about all your juicy, spicy stories.
0: Yes, we'd love to hear it.
1: Request movies if you would like, mm-hmm. because Maybe we just... would love some ideas. Yeah. And yeah, so that's our housekeeping for today. Today we're talking about The Time Traveler's
0: Wife. What a film.
1: What a film. It's one of my personal, like, sad girl cry fest favorites.
0: Is it a cry fest, really?
1: Oh, I cry so hard during this movie. Mm-hmm. The whole time? For, like, well, we were watching it in the living room right before this episode started, but uh-huh. we were starting to get to the parts where I would start crying, yes.
0: Really? Oh, it
1: makes me cry every time. I don't know what it is about this movie. But... Because I,
0: I cried, so I, I will say that my this is my first watch. I definitely heard about the movie. I probably have seen bits of this movie, but I have not watched it all the way through until very recently. And I cried at the end. hmm I didn't I, feel it was like a cry the whole time, kind of movie. Listen,
1: I'm not telling you it is. All I'm saying is that for me personally,
0: can you t- tell me the first time that you cry in this movie?
1: Uh, I cry the, for the first time when they're uh, uh, when it's their wedding day, mm-hmm. and he, she's they're having their first dance, uh-huh. and he comes back after having disappeared earlier in the day. Yeah, and he goes like, "Would you? Would you? Did you? Do you wish it was him?"
0: His and future self.
1: Yeah, his future self. And she goes, No, like it is you. And I don't know what about, listen. (laughs) Your face. Listen. (laughs) What? This is a safe space.
0: I should say, Hey, look.
1: I'm just saying that that makes me cry, I, that because uh, it's beautiful to me, You're and such I don't know.
0: a sop. <laughs> okay. I am.
1: It's, with this movie especially. I don't know what it is, okay? Okay,
0: all right. That's fair enough. Well, what's the movie about?
1: Okay, so the film follows a man named Henry, who has the ability to travel through time, allowing him to meet and interact with his wife throughout her life. From childhood, to their marriage, to the day Henry dies in her arms. Mm-hmm. And so... Basically, it just follows. If it, it follows him as he tries to deal with disappearing and traveling through time,
0: yeah,
1: um, without any control over it, yeah, and trying to maintain his relationship with his wife,
0: yeah, pretty much non-linear storytelling the entire time, and yeah. then by the end, you kind of put together the order in which he's gone back in time, and then it kind yeah. of brings up this whole idea of. It's a very, like, chicken or the egg kind of story, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's going back in time and then and then making things happen that his wife already knows about. But that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's chicken or the egg, fate or destiny. Can we yeah. change our future? Blah, blah, blah.
1: Exactly. And so, because the time traveling is, is such a mechanism in this story and how yeah. the story is told, I have some ground rules to remember about mm-hmm. Henry's time traveling. So. While Henry can travel backwards and forwards in time, he has no control over when he goes. Right. He also shows up naked whenever he travels, so it's always like this mad dash, naked and afraid style for him to find some clothes and blend in with people. So... I also
0: read in the book, have you wa- read the book? No, I haven't. I watched a review about the book and I didn't read it, so I don't know if this is true or not, but she was saying that that, like, that even applies to things like like teeth filling.
1: Oh. Like, that's so he interesting. Can, he cannot
0: take anything that's not organic to his body. Wow. Which is like a weird detail that
1: Right, but then he gain Oh wow. So then does he just lose it and then gain it back or he just never gains it back?
0: I that part I don't know.
1: Oh, that's so interesting.
0: It's it's a it's a detail that's like so minutia it's weird. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Continue. Uh.
1: No. 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 It's fine. That's so interesting. Yeah. Traveling can be triggered by stress, drinking, TVs, and significant life events.
0: Mm. And See, also nothing.
1: And also nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's referred to as like almost like a form of epilepsy. Yeah. In that like there there sometimes are triggers and sometimes they're just not. Henry can't change past events. He's been there and tried that. He watched his mother die hundreds of times.
0: Although there are loopholes in it, right? Because yeah. he does go back in time and find out what the, like, Powerball, or Powerball numbers are, and yeah. then they win the lottery. So, like, it's not a consistent truth. Like, you kind of get the impression that, like, I don't know, like, maybe... I don't know. It's weird, right? He like, can,
1: yeah. He can influence. I think. I don't know if he can like completely alter.
0: But that's what's weird, right? Is yeah. that like that's that's more than an influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Because it's a weird rule. It's
1: a weird rule, but it is there. But I mean, how's that for facing your trauma? In that, like, you watch your mom die a hundred times. Like... Right.
0: Because he he is attracted to big life. He's events. on his own. I'm trying to think of a similar, like, movie. But, like, he's on his own kind of, like, magnetism of his life. Yeah. So he does go back and forward in time, but he, like, is in the same city, like, being attracted to the people that are inherently a part of his life. Like, his mom is dies when he's a kid, but when he goes back, he often sees his mom or sees his parents or sees yeah, Claire, his exactly. wife. So he's, like, kind of orbiting in this very small timeline even though it's weird
1: yeah he has limited control over where in time he goes but the more traumatic kind of what you were just talking about right more traumatic or significant the easier it is for him to return yeah Um. he says it's like gravity it just pulls him yeah pulls him there so in light of all of these rules the first time henry meets claire he's a librarian at a college and she seems to be around college age mm-hmm. she recognizes him because by this point he had visited her throughout her childhood, right? And he just doesn't uh,
0: know that yet. At this he doesn't point know in his that life. yet because
1: he hadn't gone back to visit her yet, right? And so she's supposed to act normal as if everything's chill, yeah, and completely fails, and ends up having dinner with him mm-hmm. and it tries to explain to him their history.
0: Yeah, I've known you my whole life, and he's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, Why would I go like, back to see this little girl?"
1: Yeah, and he's she's like, "I've been in love with you."
0: Yeah, my whole life.
1: My whole life. And so that's when they first hook up and they right. start dating. Right. And then on the reverse, like the first time Claire meets Henry, she's a little girl. She's playing in the meadow and he's naked. Yeah. In a bush. And he's trying to prove to her that, like, he's from the future. Right. Tells her about her little brother breaking his arm and that he'll be back at this time on this day. hmm And, like, what? Like, that scene always trips me out. And then, like, what would you do if a grown-ass man came naked out of a bush and told you he was from the future.
0: I mean, I lived in New York City. Boo, that's happened to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure, sure. Well, when you were 6 though, when you were 6 years old. Um if what 6-year-old Hina, what would she do?
0: This is a good time that to tell you that to come out the closet and tell you that I think that this is a movie about grooming and
1: oh, Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: I I think that (laughs) it is kind of, not kind of, it is unethical to insert yourself in a young child's life. And it's weird, right? Because he's going back in time to this little girl who in his time, he is married to and loves and sort of in his defense, he only falls in love with her as an adult. Right. But it's him going back in time that makes her fall in love with him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's very weird. It's like these two people are operating on these different timelines, kind of going in different directions. Yes. Right? He's creating their love story backwards, and she's moving from a space of already being in love with him forwards. Yes. But, right, you could clearly argue that if he does not insert himself in this little girl's life. Right. Right? does she end up falling in love with him and normalizing the idea of being with a man decades older than her? Yeah. Like, and creating this magic, by the way, which is what grooming is, right? Like, you're desensitizing them to the idea of being with a man that is so much older than you. Then you're creating magic and wonderful experiences and, like, literally...
1: It's all sunshines and rainbows. Like,
0: unreplicable situations, right? right? Like, no man will ever be able to offer her this magic in her life. Which then enthralls this young woman with you. And at the time, you are so much more mature, you are so much more aware than this little girl, telling her to leave you clothes and to be places to support you You... in your endeavors. (laughs) It's weird.
1: It's wild, is what it is.
0: It's weird. And there is this moment to tie this back around and we'll continue to talk about what you're talking about but there is this moment towards kind of the end of the film where you know they're married already and they're having regular marital problems having trouble conceiving which we'll get into later yeah but essentially henry gets his tubes tied without speaking oh to Claire, yes oh this part. and yes they're in a fight yeah. And their fight triggers him to go back in time. Right. And he sees Claire in the meadow, but at this point, she's like 18 years old.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's the last time that he sees her.
1: Before they meet.
0: Before, it's the last time that she sees him right. before their big meeting at that college right. library. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to get bogged down with the, the timeline, because it's going to get confusing to listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But essentially, he goes back in time, he kisses her for the first time, and when he goes back to their life, like being married in the present day, and they're in the present day they're still fighting, right? And yeah. he comes to her and he says that, I was just with you in the middle, right? And she realizes that it's the time they kiss for the first time, and she says, you know, it is so unethical... For you to have, like, gotten your tubes tied, and then, like, when you went back in the past, like, you inserted yourself in the heart and mind of this young girl. Right. And is that not the (laughs) definition of grooming? It's fucking weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. It's
0: weird, the whole movie. The whole, and the hard part is, like, the whole movie kind of has that flavor for me the whole time. They never get rid of it because I'm constantly watching him go back to speak to this fucking child. Right. I am I can never, you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. Continue. <laughs> Lord. Lord. Way to just really dissemble any illusions I had about my film. No, it is. So, so... Moving forward in their relationship, right? Yeah. So now they've been get, be, they are dating, and he's proposed to her, mm-hmm. and now it's their wedding day. And he, I guess, as time has gone on, he's tried to find like little tricks for him to stay present
0: mm-hmm. and not
1: disappear. Yeah. But on their wedding day, right as he's about to take a Valium to try to stop himself from disappearing, yeah. he's gone. And you see an older version of Henry show up. To participate in the ceremony, right?
0: Because it's like say their vows,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, what would you do if your husband pulled a disappearing act, or your husband to be, really?
0: On my wedding day? On your wedding day? Are we including the time travel in this, or do you? Are you just saying what would I do?
1: Okay. Because both. Well, very answer? different. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, okay. So yeah, without time travel and with.
0: Okay. Well. It's hard, because those are such different scenarios.
1: They are very different scenarios. Okay, if
0: my husband bailed on our wedding, (laughs) what would I do? Well, Mommy, it's very simple. I wouldn't marry him. (laughs) Yeah, That's my entire answer. (laughs) For the time travel piece... Would you freak
1: out? Would you, like...
0: Oh, like, what would my response be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, in this scenario that he's not time traveling, is he coming back? No. Oh, like... <laughs> like, what would I do? This is a different question. What would I do if my husband abandoned me on my wedding day? Um, <laughs> um What would I do?
1: Yeah, because I mean, obviously you're not marrying him anymore.
0: Right? Yeah, obviously, obviously we're not. Getting not. Married
1: anymore. But like in the moment, you're at the you're you're getting ready to walk down the aisle. He's
0: gone. I mean, that's your worst fucking nightmare.
1: That is a worst fucking nightmare. You for know sure. what I
0: mean? That's your worst nightmare. I think i mean there'd just be so many things going through my head right? right of like one why didn't i see this coming two what did i think like how did i read our relationship wrong not that people not that you can't love someone wonderful and they still decide not to marry you cuz you can i think my thing would be like i would only marry a man that i had faith mm. would handle things ethically right. with me right that like yeah 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 if he did decide that he couldn't marry me. Right. That I would have still been with a man that would have been willing to say, I can't do this and right. I'm sorry. Yeah. And so I think that would probably fuck me up more mm-hmm. of like, I just thought that we had more mutual respect for each other that like, yeah, if we've come this far, you would just fucking say it. Yeah. Like, that's fair. Don't. Make me embarrass myself more than I'm already going to be embarrassed, right? Having canceled my wedding and my wedding day, but like for me to walk out in front of my friends and family in thinking that you're coming to meet me at the altar and you don't show up, yeah, like give me some ability to control the narrative, right? right, like right, right. I can't make you marry me, I can't make you want right. to be right, yeah, me, yeah, yeah, but I can handle this in a way that is soothing to me, and you just running away robs me right. of that opportunity. So I think it would be more that of, like, how did we get here? Yeah. And then in the tri- time-traveling angle, I want to say that I wouldn't marry a guy that time-travels, in at least in the way that Henry does. Like, Yeah. Love you. Mean it. Ah. But... I mean, it's just not a... Right. I, I have issues with thinking that everything is my responsibility. Mm. I cannot have a relationship like that.
1: Yeah, that, no, like that... That's
0: actually true.
1: Right, yeah, in which case, yeah, him just disappearing. I need to be fine Everything with it. is on you. Yeah,
0: whenever, however, like, mm-hmm. I am in complete, it's my complete responsibility to make sure that our life keeps going. Paying rent, like, you know, yeah. like managing the day-to-day because you right. can disappear at any moment, it literally is my responsibility to maintain our entire life. Yeah. And protect it from you. Yeah. I can't. You know. What would you do?
1: Oh, my God. Wedding day, you mean?
0: Let's go time travel.
1: Time travel? Oh, God. Okay. Honest answer. I would marry him. Honest answer is I would marry him. What I would want myself to do is to not. But here I am. Yeah. Why
0: would you marry him?
1: I think because I'm like this hopeless romantic and like I, if I was like that deeply in love with him, I would want to just, I don't know. I think I just wouldn't want to give that up. However, yeah, I think.
0: Well, uh, no, no. Let's, let's let's continue down the path. So you okay. you marry him.
1: Okay. Yes. Fuck. Wait. Okay.
0: So here's here's what I'll say. I don't disagree that you'd marry him.
1: I don't think I'd stay married to him. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd stay. <laughs>
0: You're what? Shit- continue. Grand man. What?
1: Oh my god. Yeah. No. I don't think I would stay married. I think I'd get married. Yeah. And then and then I would realize what I was signing myself up for, truly. And I wouldn't like the amount of, like, responsibility and pressure Mm -hmm. needing to be the one that kept everything going.
0: Here's my theory. I think you'd agree to marry him. Okay. And I think you'd get so fucking close. Mm. But I don't think you'd marry him. Yeah. Like, I genuinely, I think that you would run away on your wedding day. What?! If I, in this time traveling scenario, not that I generally think, (laughs) to be clear, right? Like, not that I generally think that you'd be someone to run away in your wedding day. But in the time traveling scenario. In the time
1: travel sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that
0: you'd run away in your wedding day.
1: Huh. Okay. Okay.
0: Because I don't think, I think that you, I think you are a hopeless romantic. Yeah. And I think sometimes maybe that gets... In the way of your survival instincts.
1: Boy oh but, boy. Has it gotten in the way before.
0: But when they kick back on. Yeah. They fucking kick into high gear. Yes
1: they do. Yes.
0: And I think that you would run away. Not because like. Let and not about like oh you're not willing to have the conversation, but because they would kick out they would kick into gear so hard that you would be trying to save yourself even from the possibility that he could change your mind.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, my survival skills. You would be willing to have the
0: conversation, like you're not trying to abandon him, but it would be more about no, 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 it'd be about I need to get out right this second. Mm Allow like you would need to make it so explosive that he wouldn't even want to get you back.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I love that you love... I love that you know how inti- intimately... Oh, my God. I can't That's even... a
0: pretty good take, though, right? It's
1: a great take. I can't even speak English anymore because you're. it's so accurate. It hurts. You know what I mean? Like, I'm upset at how... Oh, God. Why am I sweating? I'm... Well, I'm sick. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. That's why I'm sweating. <laughs> sweating. Literally fucking so wetting from how upsetting that is. Okay. Although,
0: you know what? I think that that... I can also see you saying yes to the proposal mm-hmm. and not letting it get as far as a wedding. Yeah. I do think you if you agree it to really the proposal you still do something drastic.
1: Oh no, I think whatever it is my exit will be drastic. <laughs> yeah. Because my survival instincts have zero chill. Yeah. And once they come back on after well, I ignore them. them down for so oh, long. I push them down. I'm like, "No, no, no, no. Not today. Not today. Not today." And then finally when my survival instincts are like, "Oh, bitch, today's the day." Yeah. No chill whatsoever. Everything must blow up. All yep. of it must burn down. Yep. Yeah. Gotta love it. Oh, the drama.
0: Where even were we? Continue. <laughs> I
1: don't even know anymore, bro. Uh okay. The next thing I have written down here is uh how do you deal with being in love with someone who's always absent? Now that doesn't have to mean time travel. True. Sure. But someone who's long distance, someone who works a lot, mm-hmm. they're just not pr- very present. In the relationship.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting is I think everyone is going to have a different definition of what counts as absent. Absent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: For Um, sure. And to be fair, right, it also has a huge, it's also deeply affected by how long you've been with somebody. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Because when you're first starting out, I mean, you literally just got into a relationship. Right. Yeah. Like,
1: it's my days. barometer
0: to be without my boyfriend is yeah. so much higher. Right. Like,
1: yeah, no, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: And it doesn't mean that you love someone less or that, like, you don't miss somebody when they're away. Mm-hmm. But the longer you're with somebody, the like, less just the less of a be... thing it is. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For sure. Because, I mean, life goes on, right? Yeah. Like, you have to keep living your life and you just have more opportunities. I mean, obviously, you could make an argument that, like, the longer you're with someone, the more trips people have gone on and, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. more normal. For sure. You're not living through first, right? The right. first week that we're apart or the first month that we're apart. Right. Like, it's just like, yeah, it's how life is. And, the, yeah, and then on top of that, you factor in just people's personal preferences and stuff. So... I don't think that, like, by my standards, I've ever had a relationship that I think had a lot of absence in it. Mm. I mean, just by my own definition. Yeah. Maybe pe- people might disagree with that if they have a different barometer. But I don't really think I've had that kind of relationship. I mean, I think, if anything, I'm the one that's would be absent more. Yeah. You know I would what agree I mean? with that. Just because I travel not a lot, but enough, you know, yeah. every three or four months. Yeah. For a couple weeks at a time, which I don't think is a lot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I guess there are people that would, I'd have to imagine there are people that really disagree with it, but. Mm. Um.
1: Yeah. I think for me, I've had, I've had like. Yeah.
0: You've been in a long distance relationship.
1: Yeah. And so I think for me, it's, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. But at a certain point, it doesn't feel as like as much of a lift. Especially yeah. if that person makes their present like, especially if both of you are making your presence known, like right, like you're talking on the phone or you're FaceTiming or yeah. like you're, I don't know, it's just it mm-hmm. feels more of like a like a routine kind of thing, mm-hmm. and less like oh well, I'll talk to you when I talk to you, because <laughs> right. I think at that point then it is a lift because then it's like what what's the point, you know what I mean? Yeah. Of stay of maintaining this relationship if it's just whenever.
0: What do you mean it's just whenever?
1: Or like if there isn't like a routine to it to like how you connect or when you connect, mm. and it's just kind of will if if it's a long distance relationship, yeah. There you know, like you're not going to be seeing each other for months and months. Sure. I think at that point, like, or like you guys can't get to each other. Whatever it is, right. I think it's really important to figure out how to best stay connected with that person and for it not to be
0: Yeah. You know what's funny? Well, it's hard because I've never been in a long distance relationship. Mhm. You know what I mean, which is very different being apart for a significant amount of time at for for a moment is very different than right. like we just live in different places, right? Yeah. So I think that that's totally different, and if that was the case, I could see myself developing a routine. But I've yeah. been apart from my boyfriend for months, because mm-hmm. I was out of the country. So, I mean, as far apart as you physically possibly could be. Yeah. Um, And, like, we didn't really have a routine while I was away.
1: And I think that, I think it's because you two are together. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're I think...
0: very chill. Like, And you
1: guys are just chill in general. When... It's just, Yeah.
0: And it, we do, we, we talk when he's away, but like, you know, we send a text message here or there, I'll FaceTime him for a couple minutes and like, just say hi. Yeah. But like, I don't, I think we, when we're traveling and when we're apart, it's just like, you know, that person is doing their thing. Yeah. And so like, we're checking in to check in.
1: Yeah. 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 But
0: like, we're not trying to like recreate, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I what think I think mean? for like,
1: me too, though, I think it's just as a person, yeah. I have a hard time, like it's very out of sight, out of mind for me. Mm-hmm. If someone isn't like physically with me, right, or like I don't know, texting me or or whatever it is, right. I easily just forget. That they exist sometimes, like it's kind of like you
0: would. But I mean, I I understand that sentiment, but that's not going to be true for your boyfriend.
1: No, I'm not saying that I would forget his existence. I just think that, like, I for me, the routine helps me to stay connected in that way. Mm. In that otherwise, I would feel, I would start to make myself feel disconnected, alone. Like
0: mm. it would just
1: trigger me to to isolate versus. Yeah.
0: Hmm. How easily could that set in for you? Um,
1: I think at one point in my life, very easily.
0: Well, I mean right now.
1: Right now, not very easily. Mm-hmm. It would take a lot for that to set in. Yeah. I think because I, I I, also think the way that my relationship is right now, right, it's just very different from any relationship I've been in. Right. So, it just functions differently. Right. And I think if that was the case, like, we're about to take a trip for two weeks. Yeah. But well, like, I'm not worried.
0: Oh, me and you. I was like, yeah. what? Oh,
1: yeah, no. <laughs> we're going... Yes. By the way, Hina, I'm going to be gone. I was
0: like, I'm why gonna are you be telling me this on air? This is weird. Yeah, I'm
1: going to I'm gonna be gone. We're taking a trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: you, yeah. you and me. Yeah, I know. You and that. me yeah, yeah, are yeah. going to
1: take a trip, in like, for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, Hina.
0: Well, I was like...
1: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I was like, honestly, you're... if I, I was had like, the foresight, we live together.
0: You're leaving for two to weeks. To keep this from you,
1: and then also tell you on air, could you like what? <laughs> okay,
0: what yeah, the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, okay,
1: right, so <laughs> you would do that to like, me. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when we go on our trip, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it'll be as much of a thing as it's been like with past boyfriends on past trips.
0: What? Like, how did you? Like, what was it? What was the thing? Like what were you doing? You know what I mean? Like when you say a thing, what does that mean in practice?
1: I think I was just always like texting them twenty four seven or mm. like fa- or like facetiming or calling them every night before I went to bed or just like <laughs> Yeah, see? Yeah. Exactly. Which is like not what you and Jacob do or Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. We have
0: FaceTimed once while he's been away.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I mean,
0: granted, he's gone for ten days, not
1: two Right. Months, yeah, but... yeah, 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 yeah. But so no.
0: You know, I know what he looks like. We literally live together. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I mean, I guess for me, it's like... Savor your time apart.
0: You know what I mean? No, like... I
1: agree. I agree. I think I see it differently now. Mm-hmm. I think before it was also born from, like, they were unhealthy relationships and I felt like I had to pander and yeah. and constantly do, do the emotional legwork of the relationship. Right. Because I felt I couldn't offer anything else. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of toxicity wrapped up into mm. my behavior. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I felt like I needed to do those things.
0: Like constantly remind them of your existence.
1: Yeah. yeah. Or I wouldn't be relevant anymore. Mm. Whereas with my current boyfriend, I don't feel like that at all. Sure. You know what I mean? It's well, very... and I'd
0: imagine. I mean, it's a new relationship, so I mean, I'd imagine that. I mean, you guys are texting all the, all the time and every day. Yeah, we
1: are, but I yeah. I don't think it's like as. It's is not
0: bad at all. It's not know?
1: bad. I I just don't think there's like a desperation to it that I mm-hmm. think that there was in past in my past relationships. Yeah, I don't feel like I have to. Mm-hmm. I don't have to talk to him. Yeah, I could go a whole day and not talk to him if I wanted to. Yeah. I just choose not to. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's different. It's a different energy.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think I mean,
0: I mean, I think I think it's always hard, not in this situation, but it's always hard to be like, I could do this, but I choose not to is like such a weird,
1: I guess, you know what I
0: mean? It's like it's like a, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I I also, to be fair, you're in a new relationship. There is nothing wrong with wanting to text somebody all day, every day. Of course, that's what you're doing. You've known him for three months. Right you know yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously so like was i doing that with jacob at 3 months obviously you yeah. know like it just takes time to right to get to know somebody and to like be You can be comfortable and confident in a relationship, and, like, there's so much left to decide and to know about this person. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's a lot to find out, figure out, like... Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like... You're learning everything. You're learning new things almost all the time.
0: Right. You're learning new things all the time, and, like, you're learning how your relationship functions best, right? Like when you're, I mean, I would say even in the first year, like it takes a whole year, I think, to realize, to try different things. Right. Like how does our relationship actually work best in practice?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you
0: try certain things, you try certain dynamics, you try different schedules and routines to settle into yeah. Work. What works for you? What makes you thrive?
1: Yeah, and it's been different too for for me and him in that like he he hasn't had his own place. Sure. For the first like up until this month, you know right. what I mean. So it's been like a balancing act of figuring out okay, mm-hmm. like are we is this like are we seeing each other too much or too little? Like yeah, what yeah, is yeah, the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the dynamic in that, like? Yeah. What?
0: How? What makes me excited to see you? Like, what's yeah. my barometer for? I mean, you're always excited to see that person, but like, you know, what keeps us going in a way that is productive? Yes. You know. Yes. Um, like the first year or however long, first two years, I guess that I was dating Jacob when before we lived together, I saw him on the weekends. Yeah. Every. I mean, we'd say the weekend and like every other. Every other house, right? Like, yeah. One weekend at his house, one weekend at my house. But like, I didn't see him during the week at all.
1: Mm. You know? Yeah.
0: I got to do me. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, I got to live my life. I, gotta... I got to...
1: I got things to do.
0: I got things to do. And I got places to be. And I got places to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love my own company. And I love my relationship. But it's a part of my life. Yeah. And I still got to be driving my own life.
1: Yeah exactly yeah look at you go thanks wow
0: we really derailed here we
1: derailed so so far we're talking about Um, time travel yeah okay next thing i have what are the ethics behind having a baby uh when you know that you will pass on a gene that could potentially alter their life
0: yeah, this one's hard, I guess, for, th- for the backstory, right? Like, Henry and Claire are continuing to try to have a baby and she keeps having a miscarriage because, I mean, we're led to assume that the baby can time travel and so it's time yep. traveling out of her womb and so that's causing the miscarriages. And they keep trying and they keep trying. As we said, right, Harry ha- uh, Henry has a vasectomy. He She ends up hooking up with a past version of himself before yeah. he had the vasectomy and gets pregnant, which is, like, weird. But I don't know because this this is an element that's like obviously fantastical but is so easily you could so easily compare it to like a real yeah. situation, right? And so many people face this dilemma. Yeah. Not for time travel but for other reasons whether it be A disease that you have, whether it be something that runs in your family, Mm -hmm. or even whether it be a condition that a woman has that makes it more likely that she'd like hemorrhage during childbirth, right? That's another decision as well. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I've never tried to intentionally get pregnant and I've never had a baby, but I don't know. I can see myself, I don't think I'm the person, whether or not I end up having a child. I don't think I'm the person to like try everything to have a baby.
1: Mm. I I think I vacillate between those things mm. for myself. Um well,
0: between what thing? Like
1: between like trying so trying hard to have a baby and just right. letting it kind of happen.
0: Well, I think I more mean like what do you predict that like if you are someone that for whatever reason is gonna have a difficult time getting pregnant yeah like what do you foresee yourself
1: doing yeah in that situation mm. I think
0: because it's really only a, a factor if it ends up being difficult for you
1: right, right? I think I would tr- I don't know I feel like I would try mm-hmm. for a little while
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I think after a couple of times I would just accept it I think I would eventually not I would just think about adopting mm. if I couldn't I feel like by the by the second miscarriage I wouldn't be okay with it anymore. Mm. Yeah. I think for me it would I as someone who's had an abortion. Yeah. And it truly like broke me. Mhm. Like
0: emotionally. Yeah, just be too traumatizing to yeah, keep going.
1: Yeah. It would just be traumatizing. I think for me I get emotionally attached yeah. very easily to yeah. all kinds of things. Yeah. And so a baby is no small thing to get emotionally attached to. Right. And I think I would only Allow myself to go through that mm-hmm. a couple of times,
0: yeah, before
1: looking for alternatives. You know, and I mean, mm. there's thousands of babies who need homes,
0: right?
1: You know, every single day. Mm-hmm. And so, even though for me, from like a cultural standpoint, I would want to perpetuate, yeah, our race, yeah. I mean, it is what it is.
0: Yeah. I'm weirdly, I don't know how I got there, but I'm weirdly on adoptee TikTok.
1: <laughs> huh. How really, did you get there? I, I just have,
0: I have absolutely no idea. Okay. I don't research adoption.
1: Okay. Like, well, I mean if you did, you could just say that. But...
0: No, I, no, that's not. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I, yeah. to, I really don't know how I got here.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Um Your weird.
1: F- Your FBI agent is working double time.
0: I know. Well, I find it fascinating. So I know why I'm still there. um it's it's so fascinating he was like this is the
1: shot in the dark but she might be into no no i
0: was i'm so interested there's just like a lot of i would call them adoption activists that Mm -hmm. are talking about like the ethics of of adoption and like a lot of adoptees talking about their experiences and advocating for like changes and i'm not going to speak too deeply on it because i'm just not an authority but if you're interested i would check out those tiktoks um, A lot of interesting just ideas and and thoughts about open adoption. And a lot of the adoptees are advocating for open adoption mm. and like basically saying that adoption should be rare. Right. And, you know, even people that had really good parents and childhoods saying that like adoption is not a solution to infertility mm. and it should not be seen as such. And mm. just really interesting ideas that I think are probably going to make some people uncomfortable. But I would encourage you to watch them because okay. it's definitely make me, making me think about adoption as that solution very differently. Hmm. I don't have a strong opinion about, you know. Yeah, no, that's really adoption, interesting. I just never
1: really thought about it that way. I
0: Well, I had never thought about it. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, no. I mean, damn. Yeah. Watch okay. I, wow. I i would
0: i think I think if you are planning on adopting, I do think it's helpful for you to listen to some of their stories because they're not like, Oh, I had this horrible childhood it's just like I don't know I think it's 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 a worthwhile perspective to have before you go into it,
1: okay, okay,
0: but yeah, I think in terms of babies, miscarriages are super common, yep. and we need to talk about them more because I think Absolutely. it creates a lot of shame. It's very common. A lot of women have them, and it's not necessarily a sign of your infertileness In the way that I think it's touted, right? It can just yeah.
1: happen. Yeah, um, there could be. There's a thousand things that could be causing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I can't foresee myself spending a ton of money and like pursuing science and like investing a lot of resources into that. But also, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't feel that. Like, I think I casually would say that, like, I want a baby. Yeah. But I don't, like, I don't feel it really strongly. I think even in the way that I did when I was younger, mm-hmm. I think just the realities of having a baby are far different. Like, I don't get baby fever anymore. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, I love babies. Oh, no. she are yeah, yeah, so yeah. cute. Love I love babies. babies. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, when it's hard for me to just not think about, like, how much... Money I'd not be spending on myself, honestly, mm-hmm. and just kind of on the life that I want, yeah, and whether or not I'm willing to yeah sacrifice that for anything,
1: yeah, I agree, that's so how I, I feel know. too. I think before i I used to have like a lot of baby fever, mm-hmm. and I was so sure that I was gonna have a baby mm-hmm. and I had this whole life plan set out for myself, yeah. I think as that has slowly become less and less of my reality, mm-hmm. I've realized <laughs> there's no way like I would need to like the, the where I would need to be in my life to even
0: Consider. try to have a
1: child yeah, is nowhere near where I am now. Yeah. And like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I have no problems with that, but right. um, I just find it really funny and crazy that like in my head, I was like, Oh yeah, no, I can just have one. Yeah. I just have a baby. No, you mm-hmm. can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Huh.
0: And I think, well, I think just to kind of speak to to kind of what got us on the topic about like the disease and stuff. I I mean, it's hard to just say with the broad brush that like doing that is unethical because what does that mean that like certain people only some people are qualified to have a baby because they have good genes. Like obviously you can see Mm -mm. how that can lead to some really fucking problematic thinking.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Um, So I don't know. And I also like, I think that I have a certain level of privilege in that like nothing really runs in my family. Yeah. So I just haven't really needed to think about that too deeply or like feeling feeling any kind of trepidation about like, Mm. You know, nobody, nobody even has asthma, you know? So, right, yeah. Like, I think that that's a huge privilege and that, like, I I just never really have had to think about... Of course, it's a chance, right? Like, yeah. anybody can get anything, theoretically. Right, right, right. But I just haven't had to think about that in a serious way. So I don't yeah. know what I would do.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Because I would certainly, to be fair, I would certainly not th- consider not having a baby because something ran in my baby daddy's right. genetic line. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Right.
0: You know, like your aunt had cancer. We can't have a baby. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wouldn't do that. So yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. Hmm. Things to think about.
0: Uh, yeah. I do want to talk about kind of in line. I mean, sort of in line with this baby thing. I think the idea that this movie pushes and most romantic dramas push mm. in some way, shape or form is that if you really accept someone, if you really love somebody like, you'll just accept everything about them that comes along with that. And yeah. we kind of already touched on that in, like, the would you date a time traveler? Would you marry a time traveler? And then this whole baby thing. But, like, I, I, I do think there is something to really think about in, like, loving somebody does not mean that you want or desire the same kind of life as that person. Yeah. And I think that that's, like, the the least romantic part of a relationship and mm, figuring that out. Yeah. Is that you can love somebody, you can have so much fun with somebody, you can have no problems with some. Like, I mean, the list can go on, and it doesn't mean that you guys are craving the same kind of life.
1: Yes. And that is, like, it, there's a tragedy in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a bit tragic. But at the same time, like... Is it more of an act of love to like recognize that and shoot and like decide you're better off apart Mm -hmm. than trying to conform you like the both of you to something that you don't believe in. Yeah. You know?
0: Um
1: and I think these movies really try to avoid that in that they want you to they they want to convince you that conforming is the truest act of love. Yeah. Right, because that just feels more romantic
0: mm-hmm. than
1: the healthier choice.
0: Yeah, because I mean, there's something yeah. that is that right. Like you can have, let's say, you have the best. You think you found your soulmate, right? Yeah. And one person has a lifestyle in mind that involves kind of like a nomadic way of being. That yeah. like they really want to travel, and I mean, every says everybody says for the most part that they want to travel, but I don't mean going on trips frequently. I mean. They want a nomadic lifestyle. Like they don't really like to live any one place for a long time. Like they like to kind of be on the road and
1: Right. They don't have a permanent address. Yes, right. They have a peel box.
0: Right. And if you have someone that they're super in love with that really craves, for whatever reason, a stable life that might involve traveling Mm -hmm. but, you know, they crave consistency and stability and they like to kind of have those expectations. I mean that's just, I mean it's just not going to work. Yeah. It's no, it's not going to work. It
1: doesn't work that way.
0: And I think people try to avoid finding that out. Yeah. Because it just kind of feels like well if we love each other for long enough, one person's going to kind of cave. And like I think true love is that like you don't want that person to cave. No. You know, let that person be a gypsy. Let that person be
1: Right, yeah. I feel like if it's if I feel like true love means that both people get to be their, their selves yeah. in the truest way, mm-hmm. and together in this relationship, right, right, right. Versus it being they have to sacrifice a part of themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like there is sacrifice in love. Don't get me wrong. Oh sure, yeah. There's yeah. compromise. Yeah, but I feel like if you're sacrificing a part of yourself that is like so core to your being, right. and that's what makes you you, right then it's not, I don't know. I don't think that's love.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think, uh, and I think that there's a world in which like you can compromise in a way that feels okay. And that like, right. If somebody can, we'll use that same instability scenario. Like you, I could see, right. Like maybe kind of compromises by like having a job, Mm-hmm. That forces them to travel all the time or something like that. And the other person kind of gets to be a stay-at-home parent. Right. And so they can kind of have that stability piece if they're willing to sacrifice maybe not seeing their partner as much as they'd like. Right. Maybe sacrifices than that, like they kind of still get to travel and have that experiences but not to the degree right. in maybe which they'd like. Right. Right? Like...
1: There's a give and take. Yeah,
0: what that what is that limitation, right? Like you can how much of a
1: lift is that limitation?
0: Travel once a month. You can only go on trips that are like as long as five days or seven days or whatever it is. Like, you know and and maybe that would work. But I think the key is that both people would really need to dig deep of like in the long term, can I consistently accept this compromise?
1: Yeah. Exactly. And
0: is it only a band aid that's gonna make me sad, or, yeah. you know, what is what does that look like at the end of the day? Yeah. I don't know. I do want to talk about also Claire. Mm-hmm. I started this episode. Oh well, actually, hold on. I do need to talk about time traveling movies.
1: Okay. And okay.
0: I liked this movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't love this movie. That's fine. Grooming was a problem for me.
1: <laughs>
0: and as far as yes. time traveling movies go, as far as time traveling movies f- uh, featuring Rachel McAdams go.
1: Oh, hello. I, yes.
0: If you have never seen About Time.
1: Please go do that.
0: I love About Time.
1: We're probably going to do an episode it's about that. It's also about time. a
0: time traveling romantic movie.
1: But it's more of a comedy.
0: It is a little bit more of a comedy. And the way that they leverage time travel, I just think is so much smarter yeah i'm not gonna give a, give it away but in time traveler's wife they try to make it sciency
1: yeah they try to give it some kind of
0: never feels like it makes sense because they also incorporate ideas of like if it's sciency then you need to talk about like are all are all timelines going at all times how does it make sense that he can't change the future if he really is time traveling? Like, right? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just they shouldn't have gone sciency. They should have just left it. He time travels, you know. Yeah. But in about time, they honor the time traveling piece as if like like it's a part of the movie and it's a part of the plot that's important to the plot. Yeah. But it's also so much more about the people. Yeah, and I agree.
1: This makes me just want to go wash About out time now.
0: It goes somewhere it does. in the way that I don't think time traveler's wife goes, goes. anywhere yeah, besides yeah, yeah. they're in love. Da da da. And they kind of bring up these ideas of like fate and change and choice,
1: right? But I don't
0: feel like that part of the sentiment takes me somewhere emotionally.
1: Mm. It's just
0: kind of constantly there. Yeah. Like, is it destiny? Is it fate? Are we all? Do we have any free will? Right, and that's clearly present in the movie. But I don't really feel like they take a stab
1: mm. at mm-hmm. like
0: offering their. The movie doesn't have an opinion yeah. about it.
1: I well, I think the closest thing they have to it in the movie is like when he see when they see him get shot, right, and they know okay, he, this is how he dies, right, and then he figures out when he dies, right, 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 and then having to kind of having his daughter know when he dies right you know before even claire knows
0: right 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 so
1: i think in a way they try to take a stab at it at the very very end in that like well
0: i think i it feels they take a stab at it but i don't feel like the movie is telling you that that's what it is in that like right. it feels no, no, like no. one on one hand they're telling you that fate is immovable right but then on the other hand it's not i don't know like it just doesn't feel
1: It's not. They don't feel. It doesn't feel concrete, like
0: exactly. And we also don't get to. And maybe this is there in the book, and it's not in the movie. Like he tells us that he's tried to change fate with his mom a million times, and it never works. But like you don't really get to experience how time travel doesn't change the future. You're just asked to believe that. Yes. And then shown that it can change. So it's very frustrating. Like yes, just believe me. You can't change the future, but then also I can make sure that we win the powerball. Right. And it feels very disjointed because it it's like by the end of the movie, I don't really believe that it couldn't have changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I don't I don't believe it. Like they haven't proven it to me. Right. So it feels kind of frustrating. Yeah. Towards the end, but in line with this grooming blah 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 about time is wonderful blah blah blah. Yes. Before we get into our segment, I just kind of want to talk about Claire having the opportunity because of the grooming <laughs> and because of like how much he was gone and the fantastical element of their secret that yes. they shared with each other. She just had so much time to build up Henry to be whatever she wanted in her own mind mm-hmm. that... I don't know. I think in some ways like the fantasy of him kept her going. Yeah. And I wonder if he didn't disappear all the time if they still would have been in love. Mm. You know? Like yeah. I do believe that absence maker your, makes your heart grow fonder. Yes. And I think you need distance from your partner. Mm-hmm. To keep the relationship going. Yeah. But I also think that distance can like weirdly inadvertently keep a relationship going that's not meant to go on Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah because there's a difference between like your partner getting back from a short trip and you're like yeah you're home yeah and like your partner being in afghanistan
1: right (laughs) do you know what i mean Yeah. no it's very different
0: and like not only are they gone but they're in danger and like which is kind of what it's similar similar right? like, yes you don't, she doesn't know where he is yeah he no. wakes up somewhere without any clothes and obviously right. that's against the law and like he can be hurt he can be trapped he can right. be whatever he has no money mm-hmm. so i just like there's something about that that like would that not like if somebody comes home safely from something like that does that not drive your fondness of them inherently?
1: I think so. Yeah, I think it. I instinctively it does. Right. I think you don't really have much of a choice in it. Yeah. And that like that's just as all, if you care even a little bit for this person, like, sure. That's going to be your reaction every time. Yeah. So I can totally see how their relationship is better off
0: mm-hmm. by him
1: disappearing. Than him sticking around,
0: which is also a reason why I can never be a t- with a time traveler because I'm inherently kind of a worrier. Yeah, and I don't seem like it.
1: No, but, but she is.
0: You know, I I'm just like a uh, analyze the risk type of person. Yeah, and it would just be too fucking much.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: I can't really be with someone that has a high risk lifestyle in general. Yeah. No. Like it's just that's too much.
1: Too much. Too, too much. I can't stressful. either. I'm a worrier too. I can't. No, thank you. No, no, no. Yeah. Are you risking your life day in day out? I can't be with you. Jesus I'm so Christ. sorry.
0: Yeah, my life would not function. Properly. I wouldn't function. Yeah.
1: I would be racked with stress and worry yeah. for yeah, anxiety
0: you and like No. It's just no. not a way to live.
1: Mm-mm. I can't do it. So sorry. Sorry about it. It's too much, you know. <laughs> let's uh let's go into our segment.
0: Ah. Um... Yes, Ina.
1: Share, share with us.
0: Okay, we're going to be doing our segment a little bit differently today. We were supposed to do love languages. Yes. Your favorite barometer for how, with which to understand romantic relationships and how people give and understand and receive love. Yes. And today Mm -hmm. is a funeral for love languages. Okay. Okay. We are canceling this segment and you're wondering at home why are you canceling this segment? Well, it's because that I've recently discovered some things about Gary Chapman, the creator
1: And author
0: of Love Languages that I didn't know before. And I apologize in advance for not doing some more research on our part and doing our due diligence because that was our responsibility. So I apologize for
1: that. I apologize as well. We should have looked farther into this. We should have
0: looked into it, but I don't think it's enough to just cancel the segment and not do it again. I think because we've done the segment and we've already talked about the Love Languages, we need to talk about why we are canceling the segment without just canceling the segment okay and so for those that don't know i can't imagine that you don't you don't need to have read this book because i have not read the five love languages but yes. you don't need to know who gary chapman is or to have read this book to have heard about the, the five, love languages, the love languages. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost kind of like a cultural
1: it's a thing we use for, yeah yeah, 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 for yeah. Edi-
0: everything exactly And Gary Chapman, so this is what I already knew. Gary Chapman is, uh, he does have a PhD, but he's not a counselor or um, psychiatrist. He doesn't have accreditations from a mental health counseling standpoint. And Mm -hmm. I did know that he had a pastoral Christian background, right? I don't think generally, while I don't I disagree with much of the Catholic Church. I don't write off uh, people that just happen to be religious on the basis of which they're religious. And I didn't look into it from the standpoint that of the like things that I've read about the 5 lum languages, none of it felt inherently spiritual to me. Yeah. So I didn't think too much on it. But right. Gary Chapman is 100% a homophobe and 100% a racist. Oof. Uh, and I have some proof. So Let's go through it oh man oh, geez. Okay. okay all right so i'm going to be reading you some excerpts from his blog people write him questions or i guess his fans or his okay. readers so this is from his website somebody asked my son has recently told us that he is gay I'm having a very hard time dealing with it. How mm-hmm. can I help him with this and still show love? Well, Gary Chapman has some solutions.
1: Ooh, okay. <clears throat> I'm not ready.
0: Disappointment is a common emotion when a parent hears one of their children indicate that he or she is gay. What? Men and women are made for each other. It is God's design.
1: Oh, my Anything God. Anything other than
0: that is outside of that primary design of God. Is that where it ends? Now, I'm not going to try to explain all the ins and outs of homosexuality. What is there to explain? But what I will say is this. We love our children no matter what. What? he, He encourages, express your disappointment and or lack of understanding, but make it clear that you love them and that you will continue to love them no matter what, which is like classic hate the sinner, say hate the sin, love the sinner bullshit. Yeah. And then he says, I would encourage you to ask your child to do some serious reading or talk to a counselor to try to understand him and herself better while continuing to affirm love. So um, he encourages conversion therapy at the oh end there. Oh my
1: fucking god.
0: Um, and then here's another excerpt. Almost all parents, even those who say we should tolerate all lifestyles, will feel shock and or deep pain. What? If one of their children announces that he is homosexual.
1: I, What? This is disgusting.
0: Then he says the fact that research has failed to discover the causes of homosexuality.
1: We simply don't know
0: why some people have, he puts it in quotes, same-sex attraction.
1: What the fuck?
0: So what's a Christian parent to do? The example of Jesus would lead, lead us to spend time with, communicate with them, and demonstrate love for them, even if we do not approve of their lifestyle.
1: Oh, My god.
0: Uh, This is... Problematic. This is... Um, Wow. Just wow. I mean, Gary Chapman is homophobic. Full stop. Full stop. Full stop.
1: Yeah. He said all the things that you, like... Right. Would expect a homophobe to say.
0: I mean, and it's disgusting, right? As we know, Mm -hmm. as we know, homosexuality is not a choice.
1: Not a choice at all.
0: Um, You're gender expression is your own absolutely your gender identity is your own yep. no one has the right to tell you how you should um express behave, yourself. how you should express yourself nope. who you should love Mm-mm. how you should fuck nobody gets to have no a comments ha- about nope. that period Absolutely period. Not. And you need to respect other people's choices and conversion therapy is the most disgusting fucking thing that you can ever tell your child to do. And oh if your God. child is gay and you have a problem with it, it's your fucking problem and you need to seek out help.
1: Yes. Not your child. Not your child. It's not your child's fault.
0: Yeah. That like, you're a fucking homophobia. Yeah,
1: exactly. There's
0: oh a God. way that I could say that with more empathy, but
1: No, fuck it. No. Fuck
0: it. Okay. Now moving on.
1: Yes. Oh <laughs> to geez. the other shit.
0: Uh Okay, so so it gets worse. That's what you're Gary Chapman me. co-authors a book called "Winning the Race." To Unity is racial reconciliation really working? It's, um,
1: oh, oh my lord!
0: Obviously, I did not give this man any money to read this fucking book. Obviously, but there is a preview available on Goodreads, and I did a little skimming. Okay, I don't know what happens in the rest of the book, but I wanted to pull on a section in the very beginning it's a chapter called different worlds and i'm getting the impression that he's trying to position like his like anecdotal experiences with race in his life and i'd imagine that he's uh oh, laying no. it out for you to knock it down in the end okay so basically he talks about Playing basketball in a a university gym in North Carolina, and basically at the time it was their first time playing integrated, right? Uh-huh. And he he says we entered the summer league as a quote unquote integrated team, and everybody there was uh had some anxieties, the kids and okay you know, which I'd imagine, you know, and he was saying that. You know, obviously there was some racial tension in North Carolina in the 70s, and so that carried on to the court. And then he says, I'll never forget the first time our team entered the gym. Complete silence fell as the white guys became the center of attention. That silence was accompanied by equally intense stares that said, what are you doing here? As the game began, my worst fears were realized. When any of the white guys were fouled, it was not called. In fact, the white guys would normally be knocked down hard to the wood floor if they were attempt if they were attempting to shoot or rebound. The message was simple. You whites don't belong here. Go home. What? Refusal to heed this message meant continued hard fouls every time this happened. Russell Are and I, his friend,
1: fucking with me right now. And
0: I fought with whoever committed the foul against our teammate. The refs never gave me a technical because I was a homeboy.
1: What the fuck? <laughs> but
0: wait. I'm gonna die. For the first time in my I'm life. I'm gonna die. I saw in this gym something I had never expected to see. Reverse racism. No.
1: <laughs> he doesn't say it. out He doesn't fucking just say
0: oh, it. Oh, yes. it's uh, Oh, my fucking quote. God. That was a quote. I'm not editorializing I'm at all. Right? I'm disgusted. So.
1: Infuriating. He
0: goes on to explain that he understands what was happening, right? That these young... Black boys had uh, experienced and witnessed racism. And so they were taking it out on these white kids, which, first of all, I don't fucking believe this story in the fucking slightest. I don't believe you're that telling me all. that in North Carolina, in the 70s, 70s, a young black boy pushed a white kid on the floor and didn't receive a foul.
1: I don't believe that for a fucking second.
0: You can suck my dick with all that. I don't yeah, believe that for no, a fucking second. The not premise even a of this bit. is absolutely mm. bullshit. Uh, I mean and also you're creating in my opinion a fictitious story for you to set up this entire line of thinking and he's basically saying he takes this tone of like you know we both had a misunderstanding right Right. that it's understandable that these boys had experienced and witnessed racism and were taking it out on these white kids which Uh again did not happen but he's also saying that like Right. These white kids, they like weren't friends and so they like didn't understand each other that like there was a blind spot in their experiences and that like these black kids didn't understand that these white boys weren't responsible for the sins of their parents as if these fucking white kids weren't racist them fucking selves. Right. Like, you know what I mean that yeah. they were raised by racist parents but somehow they are victims or what that they probably didn't right. absorb that. And to be very clear, I am not saying that Having racist parents means that someone is going to end up racist. Right. I'm saying that uh, it fucking increases the chances. Yes. (laughs) Is what I'm saying.
1: Well, racism is a learned behavior. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And it doesn't. And And it doesn't mean that you can't
1: unlearn it. Yeah,
0: you can unlearn it, and it is your responsibility to unlearn it. Right. And there are situations, right, for whatever reason. Let's zoom out of race for a second. Yeah. There are reasons that, whether it's personality or certain experiences, that people find it easier than others to just not perpetuate cyclical trauma. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know the science behind that, but there are people that were abused as children that abuse their children. And there are people that were abused as children that are the best parents in the world because they use it as an example of what not to be. And I don't know the rhyme or reason about why people go in certain directions, but this all this to say is that he basically offers that he's disappointed that Christians are not engaging in a conversation about race. And he says, having been in the ministry for more than 30 years, I wonder why it is that non-Christians seem to deal with the racial situation more effectively than we Christians. As Christians, we have the Holy Spirit, whereas non-Christians don't. So we shouldn't have so much trouble with with race. What's our problem? Question mark.
1: Yeah. What is your problem? I wonder. What your problem is.
0: Uh, be, Yeah. So then he goes Fuck on to it. say that he feels okay. like Christians are watching the game of race from the sidelines, continuing with this fucking basketball analogy.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: Um, And he says that in 1972, his freshman year of college, as, at a pre- quote-unquote prestigious Christian college, God revealed to me that I needed to write a book such as this. And then he talks about race in the church and how he's had African-American Christians express to him their anxiety about being in white christian spaces because they don't feel like they're given the authority of uh or pastoral authority uh, or adequate pastoral authority to actually be able to speak to the black members in their church and they're kind of disregarded um and not given the reverence and authority that they need to be a leader of a church or to be a leader of a congregation and then he says that he's basically trying to say that that's that that's bad but uh, it it's so weird
1: oh jeez oh uh, my god
0: he even makes mention uh, ugh, anyway it's it's all just so it's problematic. convoluted
1: as hell it's it's problematic but it's also very convoluted in that it feels like he's just going back on his own he's going back on his own statements yep Regularly, you know what I mean.
0: Oh, it's disgusting. He says beyond the obvious racial tensions we've seen in response to the OJ trial and the LA riots, I hear the concerns of blacks employed oh by churches god. and parachurch ministries that say they want to minister to blacks. When oh god, it's, just, it's he's saying the word black so much by lack of authority. I'm in no way saying that what is re- requested is unlimited or this is what he's talking about. Like that they're they're requesting adequate authority to be able to like pastor people. Mm. Many Blacks who have been through this experience have told me that they never want to work in a white Christian organization again. Some of them are even looking to the minister Louis Farrakhan, the leader of the Nation of Islam, because they tell me they would rather fellowship with a non-believer who understands their racial struggles than a believer who does not. Until this problem is resolved, or at least until there is a major improvement, I fear what might happen. That is why I am convinced that the time is now for the Christ Church to respond to the gospel message of unity, love, and justice.
1: Oh my god! I don't even know. Like, ah, what's fucked up is that. Like, I can see, like, he's towing a line. Oh yeah. So that
0: people whose well, racism is maybe more internalized than externalized, like to right. me, this is this is this is this is radicalizing text. Right. Right. Yes. It is. Yeah. It is inflammatory it is uh... well it's
1: easy to get caught up in the lies that he's trying to spew yeah uh, yeah you know every know other I
0: mean? paragraph he says something about unitary as like a throwaway yes right but he also brings up minister Louis Farrakhan who if you don't know the nation of Islam is a black church that has a lot of ideas about race yeah and i think the way that they entice the black community is that they use language that's like that's like uplifting right like mm-hmm. that that black people need to empower black people and like we need to have black businesses and like there's language he, they use empowering language yeah um but their ideas inherently like are connected to like advocating for segregation and no mixed relationships. Right, and like, yeah. It's some very extremist points of view. Yes. And he, they've also, like, been in, involved with Scientology and all this shit. Like, it's a fucked up organization yeah. that preys on the anxieties of the Black community. Right, yeah. And even his decision to use that as an example well, of a Black right, church yes. is disgusting Cr- yeah. in and of themselves. Cr- oh my God. Um, And so anyway, we just wanted to use this segment... To trash on Gary Chapman yes. and to apologize for not trash doing our research and yeah, look into it. Don't take my word for it. Yeah, uh, research this on your own. You will find Please example again and again and again of Gary Chapman's own language proving that he is a bigot and a racist and homophobic. All of the above, um, and I'm sure transphobic and all of those things. Yes. Um. And so, yeah, it's one of those things where. Perfect example of something that can seem benign. Yeah. Can have such really problematic origins. And so, you know, let's all kind of work, especially us, you yeah. know. Kind of kind of do for sure. Do, do our due, due diligence. Clicking, do yeah. some due diligence. Because it's hard to say that those ideas didn't seep into something as benign as the five love languages. And right. I'm sure maybe if I read the book, that would become more apparent. Than yeah. Just, I think like, if, if we had lines. read
1: the book, maybe we would have caught this sooner. But... Right. Here we are.
0: Yeah. Credible sources, licensed yeah. clinicians, licensed mental health therapists and yep. uh, providers. And so, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you for doing all that research. Yeah, and, of course. Uh, for sharing
0: that. Thanks for coming on this journey with us. Yes. Uh, we will see you next week. Yes. And uh, next week is
1: exciting. We're doing so That Seoul. will be
0: a much more upbeat and yeah. happy episode. Much
1: more happy. Yes. Of so, course.
0: Yeah. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye-bye. Bye where are you going you don't leave at the end of a marvel movie before you do anything else follow us on instagram twitter and tumblr at parasocial angst you can tell us what you think about the episode Write Hina a love letters
0: what well, can i say i'm a leo i run on praise and adoration but you can send mommy your original fan fiction she lives for that shit i
1: do live for that shit
0: but until next time have a snack call your therapist
1: as bona fide professionals, we have to give you the disclaimer.
0: This podcast is for entertainment purposes only.
1: Not to mention that everything we say in this show is a reflection of our own personal views and does not necessarily reflect the views of Daydreamer Network.
0: Precisely. For example, we think Buffy should have ended up with Angel. Daydreamer might be on Team Spike. That's not our business.
1: Listen at your own risk.